It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. And welcome to episode 386 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on TalkShoe. Taylor Phillips, follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Lois Timor, our national sports reporter. Like and share our Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. Mike Matheson scores the game-winning overtime goal to lift the Florida Panthers to a 2-1 overtime victory for the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena. Vincent Trojek, Vincent Trocek, the other goal. Henrik Zetterberg, the first goal of the game in the first period. The Panthers now tie the Red Wings in points with 28, but surpass the Red Wings record-wise. Ball 14-4 to 11-13-6. Going into the game, the Panthers were the third worst with 26, and the Red Wings fourth worst with 27. Now, the Panthers have surpassed the Red Wings for fourth worst, and now the Red Wings are third worst in the East, which is still good. The Red Wings, a little bit concerning to their tanking process, three points in their last three games, excluding their 6-1 humiliation loss to the St. Louis Blues in between. First, their 5-1 win over the Winnipeg Jets last week, Tuesday. Then the Blues loss. And now tonight, the 2-1 overtime loss to the Florida Panthers. Second worst is the Ottawa Senators, 9-12-7. And, and the Buffalo Sabres, 7-17-6. Sens have 25 points, and the Sabres have 20. Only one point better than the NHL's worst Arizona Coyotes, who have 19 points. 721 and 5. Just one overtime loss less than the Buffalo Sabres. That's the difference. Between the Sabres and the Coyotes. The Red Wings are fifth worst in the NHL. Edmonton the Oilers are 12-16-2 with 26. One point better than the Ottawa Senators. So the Oilers are fourth worst. Senators three. Sabres two and the Coyotes one. The Red Wings five and the 
Panthers 6, Colorado Avalanche, or Philadelphia Flyers, rather, the 7th seventh, force seventh with 29. 11-11-7, Carolina 11-10-7 with 29. Montreal Canadiens are 13-14-4, 30 points. Now minus 14 differential. Colorado Avalanche, 14-13-2. With 30 points, a minus three differential. So it it appears to me the Colorado Avalanche are better than the Montreal Canadiens slightly, slightly. So I could go down the list, but let's move on. The Red Wings continue their homestand Wednesday at. Eight on NBCSN Wednesday night rivalry at Little Caesars Arena against the Boston Bruins. And then Friday it's seven thirty. They host the Toronto Maple Leafs. Also, we have an update on Tigers general from Tigers general manager Al Avila about Ian Kinsler. He said the Tigers could trade Ian Kinsler to any team during the winter meetings this winter. So we'll keep our eyes open. That there's no word, no further word on that yet, but all you know for now is the team, the Tigers could trade in Kinsler sometime soon. The winter meetings, probably like January or so. I think that's, I think that's what, I think that's the month the winter meetings take place. The winter solstice does not take place until December 21st. First day of winter. Yeah, the 21st. Yeah, that's what I already recall that. Also, Tigers prospect right-handed pitcher Victor Alcantara clears waivers is outrighted to AAA Toledo. There was a rumor back to the Red Wings game prior to that that Prior to that game, prior to the 2-1 loss in overtime, the Panthers, Frank Vashner, my former co-host, shared an article on his Facebook profile, an NHL rumor, an NHL head coach will be fired after tonight's game from HockeyFeed.com. 
got a rumor from Ansar Khan, Ansar Khan of MLive.com, that 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 was last week, on December 5th, rather. That was before, that was prior to the Winnipeg Jets game. But um, but the rumor was was uh, last week's game, last week Tuesday's game against the Winnipeg Jets might be the, the last game coached by Jeff Blaschel of the Red Wings as head coach. But. Um, Uh, the Red Wings, if, if, if Ansar Khan wrote, don't expect a coaching change before Tuesday when the Red Wings begin a five-game homestand against the Winnipeg Jets, but if the Red Wings get blown out again and with three days off before their next game, Saturday against the Blues, it might be time for a change behind the bench. The Red Wings actually ended, ending up, ended up blowing out the Winnipeg Jets victoriously 5-1, to one. It was a so it was a blowout the other way. And look, let's face it. The Red Wings had to to respond. Ken Holland Ken Holland was so pissed off after that ten one route two Saturdays ago in Montreal. And the Red Wings had to respond. And they did. Oh, I published, I shared that on my Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page, and now I'm going to delete it. So that was old news. Well, we apologize for that. So, that being said, that's all the Michigan Sports Truth material for tonight. Now it's time for Louis Tenor. Welcome back with his National Sports Report. King Louis, take it away. You got it. Thanks, Taylor. All right. We got an upset brewing here between the Dolphins and the Patriots. The Dolphins are leading 27-17 uh, with 8.45 to go in the fourth. Uh, Jay Cutler's had a productive night with 247 passing yards and three touchdowns. Huh, he's having a good game for once. How about that? I smell uh, a comeback. Maybe. Kenyon uh, Drakehead has 112 rushing yards on 22 carries, and he also has 79 receiving yards so far. Remember, the game is not over. Yet. Hmm. Yesterday's games, the Falcons over the Saints, 20 to 17, Drew Brees had 271 passing yards and two touchdowns. Devontae Freeman had 91 rushing yards on 24 carries and one touchdown. And Michael Thomas had 
117 receiving yards and one touchdown. Broncos blanked the Jets yesterday 23-0. Trevor Simeon had 208 passing yards and one touchdown. C.J. Anderson had 48 receiving yards on 22 carries. And Demetrius Thomas had 93 receiving yards and one touchdown. In a game that was that had everything except high scoring, the Bills over the Colts in overtime, 13 to 7. Jacoby Brissett had you know, 69 passing yards and one touchdown. LaShawn McCoy had 156 rushing yards and one touchdown on 32 carries, and Kelvin Benjamin had 38 receiving yards and one touchdown. Not much of a game, but hey, a win's a win, even if it's ugly. Bears walked the Bengals yesterday, 33-7. Taberski had 271 passing yards and one touchdown. Jordan Howard had 147 yards and 23 carries on two touchdowns. And Kendall Wright, that's right with a W, 107 receiving yards. Packers over the Browns in overtime last night, 27-21. Uh, yesterday afternoon, I should say. Brent Hundley had 209. 65 passing yards and three touchdowns. Isaiah Cornwell, 121 rushing yards on 19 carries. And Devontae Adams had 84 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Chiefs over the Raiders, 26-15. Alex Smith had 268 passing yards and one interception. Uh, Kareem Hunt. 116 rushing yards and one touchdown, and Tyreek Hill had 75 receiving yards. Cowboys over the Giants, 30 to 20. Dak Prescott back on track with 332 passing yards and three touchdowns. Alfred Morris had 62 rushing yards on 10 carries, and Rod Smith had 113 receiving yards and one touchdown. Dallas is back. All right. Lions get away with the win over the Bucks, 24-21. Matthew Stafford had 381 passing yards and one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lions almost uh-huh. gave that one away. Yeah, I noticed that. How poetic would it, would that have been? Peyton, Peyton uh, Barber, 58 rushing yards. And Eric O'Horn. 94 receiving yards. Panthers over the Vikings, 31-24. Case Keenum had 280 passing yards and two touchdowns. Jonathan Stewart had 103 rushing yards and three touchdowns. And Adam Thien had 106 receiving yards and one touchdown. Keenum's doing good this year. The 49ers over the Texans, 26-16. Surprise, surprise. Jimmy G, or as everybody calls him, Jimmy Garoppolo, had 334 passing yards and one touchdown. Carlos Hyde, uh, 76 rushing yards on 14 carries and one touchdown, as opposed to Jekyll. Oh, no. And DeAndre Hopkins, 149 receiving yards and two touchdowns. In another low-scoring affair yesterday, the Cardinals over the Titans, 12-7. to Lane Gabbard had 176 passing yards. 
Williams had 73 rushing yards on 20 carries, and Eric Decker had 56 receiving yards. If you like defense, that game was for you. If you like offense, what a what a waste. Chargers over the Redskins, 30 to 13. Philip Rivers had 319 passing yards and two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon had 78 rushing yards on 22 carries and one touchdown, and Tyrell Williams had 132 receiving yards and one touchdown. High scoring affair yesterday, and this one ended in a this one was a thriller. Eagles of the Rams 43-35. Carson Wentz had 291 passing yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Todd Gurley had 96 rushing yards and two touchdowns, and Cooper Coop, 118 receiving yards and one touchdown. But there was also bad news for Carson Wentz, and I'll explain that when we get to the news of the day, and I think we all know what that is. Jaguars over the Seahawks, 30-24. to Russell Wilson had 271 passing yards and three touchdowns. Leonard uh, Fournette had 101 rushing yards on 24 carries and one touchdown, and Kenneth Cole, 99 receiving yards and one touchdown. Steelers made a, come, made a comeback over the Ravens, 39-38 last night, and that was a doozy. Ben Roethlisberger had a productive night, 506 passing yards and two touchdowns. Alex Collins, 120 Rushing yards on 18 carries and one touchdown, and Antonio Brown at 213 receiving yards. Wow. All right, so let's check the standings as we now close up week 14. Wow. All right, we'll start off in the AFC American Conference, and we'll start with the AFC East. And it goes like this. Patriots are still out in front at 10-2-0. Bills are 7-6-0. and the Dolphins are 5-7-0, and the Jets are 5-8-0. Pittsburgh has uh, clinched the playoff spot at 11-2-0. This is the south, the south now, the north rather. The Ravens are 7-6-0. Bengals are 5-8-0, and the Browns are still the Browns at 0-13-0. Are they going to go 0-16? Oh, I think that's a distinct possibility. In the south, Jaguars are 9-4-0. Titans are 8-5-0, breathing down their necks. Texans are 4-9-0, and the Colts are 3-10-0, a lost cause. In the South, uh, West rather, the Chiefs are the Chiefs and the Chargers are 7-6-0. That's going to be a battle for the division. Uh, right behind them are the Raiders at 6-7-0, and the Broncos are 4-9-0. In the National Conference, it goes like this. Eagles have clinched the playoff spot in the division as well, 11-2-0, running away with it. Cowboys hanging around at 7-6-0. Could be a luck for the wild card soon. Redskins are faltering at 5-8-0. And uh, the Giants, who have had their worst season since the 1983 season, 2-11-0. And I know a lot of Giants fans, and they are not happy. In the North, the Vikings are 10-3-0. Haven't wrapped up a division or a playoff spot yet, but they should be by next week. The Lions are hanging around at 7-6-0, as well as the Packers, 
at 7-6-0, and the Bears 4-9-0. In the South, the Saints and the Panthers are battling it out in that division, at both at 9-4-0. I wonder who's going to win that one. Falcons are waking up for their Super Bowl hangover season. They are now at 8-5-0, and the Bucks are lagging at 4-9-0. And finally in the West, the Rams, who are having their best season in quite some time, are 9-4-0. Seahawks right behind them at 8-5-0. Cardinals are teetering on the border at 6-7-0. And the Giants and the 49ers, 3-10-0. Even though Garoppolo has made some progress for this team, it's still a lost cause. Ah, well. All right. Um, we'll go to the ice, then we'll do, then we'll do the, the hardwood. And the scores are going to go this way. Right? And the scores go like this. Right now, the Hurricanes and the Ducks are tied at one in the second period with 10.26 to go. The Stars over the Rangers 2-1 in a shootout. Stars snap a three-game losing streak. Unfortunately, that doesn't help us. I would just uh, snap a winless streak as well as they beat the Capitals 3-1. to one. As Holik was the winner there. Avalanche over the Penguins 2-1. to one. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Brenner uh, makes 39 stops. Wow, they're not stops. They're doing much better this year than they did last year. Yeah, yeah. Matheson came up with the game winner as the Panthers beat the Red Wings two to one overtime. The Jets uh, had no problem with the Canucks five to one. I jumped the gun that early. I didn't. I didn't uh, do the last uh, score. I thought it was four to one because it was late in the third period. So my apologies for that. But sometimes I've been known to jump the gun a little bit. All right. So now we'll go to the standings, as we're now two weeks before Christmas, and it does get more interesting with this time of year. So let's see how this stacks up. Tampa is forty-four points at twenty-one six and two. The Leafs are twenty ten and one at forty-one points. Bruins are fourteen nine and four at thirty-two points. The Canadiens are 13, 14, and 4 at 30 points. The Panthers are 12, 14, and 4 at 28 points. Red Wings, 11, 13, and 6 at 28 points. Ottawa is at 9, 12, and 7, 25 points. And the Sabres are 7, 17, and 6 at 20 points. All right, in the Metropolitan Division, things are really stacking up here. The Blue Jackets are in front at 20, 39 points at 19-10-1. The Islanders are at 37 points at 17-10-3. The Capitals are 18-12-1 at 37 points. The Devils have slid a bit since that trade with Anaheim, 16-9-4 now at 36 points. Excuse me for a second. And uh, behold, the Rangers are right behind them at 16-11-3 at 35 points. The Penguins are also 35 points at 16, 13, and 3. 
the Panthers, the Hurricanes rather, are 11, 10, and 7 at 29 points. And the Criers, I mean the Flyers, are also 29 points at 11, 11, and 7. Uh, you people know how I feel about the Flyers, of course. All right, Western Conference. At 44 points, the Blues are ahead at 21, 8, and 2. The Jets are 18, 8, and 5, 41 points thanks to tonight's win. The Yahoos, or as you call them, the Predators, 18, 7, and 4, 40 points. Stars, 17, 13, and 1, 35 points. The Wild, 15, 11, and 3 at 33 points. The Blackhawks are at 33 points at 14, 11, and 5. And the Avalanche, 14, 13, and 2 at 30 points. Still in last place that they were last year, but at least it looks more presentable. And the Pacific Division, the Kings are showing why they are still king of the division at 28-3 at 43 points. Oh boy. Vegas, still hanging around at 19-19-1-39 points. The Sharks are 16-10-3, 35 points. The Flames are at 34 points at 16-12-2. The Canucks, 14-13-4-32 points. The Ducks are 12-11-7 at 31 points. The Oilers are 12, 13, 16, and 2, 26 points. And the Coyotes, or the Coyotes as we call them, 7, 21, 5, 19 points. Uh, Houston, I can hear you calling now. I think. All right, so get back to that. Get back to that. And now we'll go to the hardwood for the NBA as well as the college game. NBA first. And the scores. We'll go a little something like this. Uh, we only have we have two games in progress right now in the NBA, but I have to go by order of what my of what my page says. So it's going to go this way. <clears throat> Excuse me. And all right, the Blazers are the Warriors leading the Blazers now, fifty three forty five. 125 to go in the second period. Damian Lillard has 17 points and one steal. Kevin Durant, 15 points, four rebounds and two assists. At 410 to go in the second quarter, the Raptors are leading the Clippers 42 to 40. Uh, Warwick has 12 points, five rebounds. And Harwell has... 16, uh, 15 points, and two rebounds. All the rest are final. Now, here's a shocker for you. The Bulls uh, beat up on the Celtics tonight, 108-85. I kid you not, this is not a typo. It actually happened. Al Horford had 15 points, five assists, and four rebounds. And Mortick had 24 points, eight rebounds, and one block. But there may be a significant reason why it was such a blowout loss tonight. I'll explain that later. Um, a high-scoring affair, the Rockets over the Pelicans, 130-123. to 123. Drew Holiday, 37 points, 5 assists and 4 rebounds. James Harden, 26 points, 17 assists and 1 rebound. The Heat over the Grizzlies, 107-82. Gordon, Goron Dragic, or Tragic, 15 points, 5 assists and 5 rebounds. 
Andrew Harrison had 16 points, four assists, and one rebound. The Hornets over the Thunder, 116-103. Dwight Howard had 23 points, seven rebounds, one assist. And Russell Westbrook, 30 points, seven assists, and four rebounds. It's not the same, though, as it was last year. And the Thunder are really struggling this year. For what reason? I have no idea. So let's check the standings out and see where we all stand right now. All right. In the Eastern Conference, well, the Celtics are still in front despite tonight's big loss. They're now at 23-6 and six and have a three-and-a-half game lead over the Raptors, who are at 17-7. and seven. Uh, They have a game in hand over the Cavaliers, who are at three back at 19-8. and eight. The Bucks are 15-10 and 10 at six back. Also six back are the Pacers at 16-11. and 11. The Withers, as well as the Pistons, are 14-12 at seven and a half back. And behold, the Knicks are back in the eighth spot, eight and a half back at 13-13. and 13. Uh, All right. Um, On the outside looking in, ooh, we got a log jam here. The Knicks, Heat, and Sixers are all at 13, 13, eight and a half back. Sixers are eight and a half back at, no, I'm sorry. The Sixers, uh, the Nets are 10 and 15, 11 back. Magic are 11 and a half back, 11 and 17. Hornets, are also 11 half back at 10 and 16, and at 6 and 20 are the Bulls and the Hawks, both 15 and a half back. Oh, well. In the Western Conference, Houston doesn't have a problem at all. They're 21 and 4, have a one game lead with the Warriors at 21 and 6. Spurs are 3 back at 19 and 8. Timberwolves are 16 and 11 at 6 back. Nuggets, 7 and a half back at 14 and 12. Blazers are 13-12, 8 back. Pelicans, 8.5 back at 14-14. And, and the Jazz are 13-14, 9 back. On the outside looking in are the Thunder at 12-14 at 9.5 back. Lakers, 10-15 at 11 back. Clippers, 9-15, 11.5 back. Suns, I think, have played the most games so far as they're 9-19 at 13.5 back. Kings are 8-18, eight as well as the Grizzlies, both 13 and a half back. Right, Grizzlies are 8-19, 14 back. And the Mavericks are 7-20, 15 back. Mm, wow. All right, so now we'll go to the hoops for uh, the college game. Bit of a light night uh, for uh, the um NCAA, NCAA is money that usually is. We'll do top 25 first, as we usually do. And it goes this way. And only one game tomorrow night for um, top 25 college here. Oregon is leading Texas Southern 55-47. Dante Clark has 15 points, four rebounds, one assist. Peyton Pritchard, 14 points, two rebounds, and two assists. Okay. Louisville over Bryant, 102 to 59. Nagula, 17 points, four assists, two rebounds. Um, yeah. Mara 
Wait a second here. Muhammad Anus Muhammad had had also a decent game as well. He has 17 points, nine rebounds, and one assist. Northwestern beat up on Chicago State. Oh boy, 96 to 31. Embarrassing. Owls had eight points, two rebounds, two assists. Thick Law, 18 points, three rebounds, and one assist. Yes, his last name was Law. In the battle over Florida, it was Florida International over Southern Florida, 65-53. Brian Beard Jr. had 28 points, six rebounds, and five assists. Isaiah Manderson had 12 points, four rebounds, and three assists. Local battle here, Hartford over Sacred Heart, 86-72 will look for me. Joseph Lopez had 22 points, 11 rebounds, and one assist. J.R. Lynch, 21 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. Vermont over Siena, 81-57. Shivers had 17 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist. Smith, Steph Smith, 12 points, five assists, and three rebounds. Uh, Northern Florida over Florida A&M, 101 to 89. Rosa had 21 points, eight assists, five rebounds, and Martin had 30 points, seven assists, and three rebounds. Jackson State over, I believe this is his name is Fisk, 60 to 53. Fisk. Uh, Scott had 10 points, six rebounds, one steal. Rivers, that's Maurice Rivers, 16 points, 11 rebounds, and one assist. Minnesota edge Drake, 68-67. Argondale had 16 points, five rebounds, one block. Murphy. Had 24 points, 18 rebounds, and 3 assists. Not bad, not bad at all. DePaul or Alabama A&M, 83-59. Petty had 21 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. McCollum had 13 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists. And finally, the Grand Canyon over North Carolina Central, 64-59. Davis had... 16 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists. Braun had 20 points, 7, assist, 7 rebounds, and 1 assist. And that's all the college basketball schedule tonight. As, of course, I said, Monday is usually a lighter night. Not so unusual at all. All right, we've got some injury reports to uh, mention here tonight because we had quite a few of them. Just a second here. First, we'll go to the news for the other headlines of the day. All right. Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. Um, now, earlier this morning, he was not sure if it was an ACL injury, but it has now been confirmed as now out for the regular season and may be out for the playoffs. There was manual testing revealed that the ACL was loose yesterday. 
In some cases, a tear is likely, uh, the, the ligaments is torn, and an MRI was performed today. Good news is that Eagles had clinched the NFC East with the win, and not only that, but Wentz also has now the most touchdowns this season with 33. That was with four alone yesterday, and surpassed the team record of Sonny Jurgensen for most touchdowns in one season. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger became the first quarterback in NFL history to record three games with at least 500 yards passing. Uh, Roethlisberger was only one of two quarterbacks alongside Drew Brees to, uh, to throw to throw that many uh, many uh, yards in, in two games. He did on uh, he had 44 and 66 attempts yesterday, the most since Drew Bledsoe back in 1994, when he made 45 out of 70 attempts. Seahawks defensive lineman Quinton Jefferson made an attempt to climb the railings uh, to confront a fan yesterday. <laughs> oh boy. Some people never learn. Uh, Jefferson was running off the field after being ejected after a drink was thrown at him in the stands. He turned back and began to argue with the fan dressed in Jaguar attire. When more drinks were thrown at him, including one that nearly hit his head, well, then he uh, rushed toward the railing and started to climb. Clement and members of the team's uh, of the team's equipment staff had to pull him off. Several other staff members escorted him into the tunnel. This occurred during a heated finish in the game as a, as a fight broke out on consecutive plays as the Jaguars round the clock and the Seahawks defensive linemen continuing to rush at full strength. Michael Bent and Brandon Linder wrestled each other to the ground after the first play. Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette shoved Bennett <laughs> boy. during the fight. Both were ejected for unnecessary roughness, and Sheldon Richardson was ejected for throwing a punch. That's just a football game or a boxing match. I mean, really. So now, as I mentioned, it is official for Wentz. Oh, boy. And by the way, Nick Foles will start in place for Wentz in Sunday's game. Uh, the NFL and Verizon have agreed to a new deal worth $2.5 billion, that's billion with a B, for the next five years. The deal will allow Verizon to stream live in-market games onto any one of its websites, with Yahoo, of course, being the predominant home. The live market in-games home games will be available on the Verizon platforms, all carriers starting this post-season. Oh, good news for me, because I have Verizon. Iowa safety Brandon Snyder is facing charge of drunk driving after his arrest early yesterday in Iowa City. Snyder, uh, of course, did the no-no of operating a vehicle while intoxicated after being stopped near Kinnick Stadium. He had told police he had been drinking and failed a breathalyzer test. No kidding. Snyder was released from the Johnson County Jail yesterday morning. He was a free safety starter for the Hawkeyes in 2016 and played every game that season. He tore his ACL in spring practice but returned in October 
with one interception return for a touchdown. But he retore his ACL and was shut down for the rest of the season. After that, after that, and the head coach Kirk Fuentes uh, defended the decision to bring him in back there six months after the injury, and of course was aware of the incident. Mm, I don't know if that was the right call to make. To be honest, you know he did suffer, you know, an, an ACL injury, and that might have been the wrong move to make. But again, he's a coach, not me. Um, Matt. Barnes retired from the NBA. The announcement was made today on Instagram. He won a title with the Warriors last season, but has not played this season. Uh, sure, as some of you know, back in June, he pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct to avoid criminal charges stemming from a nightclub incident in New York City. A civil lawsuit was filed against him and teammate DeMarcus Cousins for a choking incident and grabbed a and grabbed a woman by the by the neck. Barnes played in 12 playoff games last season. Former Ole Miss quarterback Sean Patterson is planning to transfer to Michigan. Patterson could end up playing uh, for the Wolverines next season due to sanctions against his old school. The NCAA said that players heading into uh, their senior season with the Rebels would be free to transfer without sending out one year, which, of course, has always been the previous rule. But, as we all know, there is, a, there is an exception to every rule. So, um, we'll, we'll see about that. And uh, Leafs player Austin Matthews um, has got in trouble. I'll get, I'll get to that story in a minute here. All right. Uh, the forward was out for tonight's game against the Oilers with an upper body injury. This was last night. With an upper body injury, and it was thought to be a game time decision until Coach Mike Blaylock said the morning skatery was one of those players with bumps and bruises as he took an accidental hit from his own teammate Morgan Riley on on Saturday night versus the Penguins. Blues center Jaden Schwartz will miss six weeks with a right ankle injury. Uh, Saturday night, he was it was in a thrashing of the Red Wings, six to one. He'll be reevaluated in six weeks. Schwartz was injured while blocking a shot in the first period by Mike Green, the Red Wings defenseman. Ugh. That was ugly. And one oh three to go, and Miami is still up twenty twenty one a twenty seven seventeen. I don't think we're going to see a comeback here tonight. No. Ah, well. Patriots are trying to, but I, I think they're going to fail. Yeah. Good. You know how I feel about the Patriots. All right. Continuing on. The Cubs agreed to terms with former Dodgers reliever Brandon Morrow, a two-year deal, although the signing was not been confirmed. Last season, he averaged an ERA of 2.06 with two saves in 45 games, and had a second pitcher to sign with the Cubs this offseason. Also, Tyra Chatwood also signed in this offseason. NBA Raptors, uh, uh, sorry, Sixers forward Robert Covington was helped off the court 
after crashing into the stands alongside the Cowboys bench late in the game on, on Saturday. He was diving to save a loose ball. Covington has back attended in the in the locker room. Aaron Gordon of the Magic missed a game due to concussion. Due to concussion. The injury was written by the injury Remark is already Matthews is already shorthanded. Adrian Payne from the G League uh, was brought in to fill in. Golden Knights activate goaltender Mark Andre Flory, who missed 25 games with a concussion that he suffered in October, in October 13th game against the Red Wings. Yeah, I remember that. Not a great way to start your season, but injuries do happen. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, and I have some other in, other news here concerning the Ball Brothers. As you know that that Leangelo was in trouble, of course, for the incident in China. But Leangelo and other brother Lamelo have reached an agreement to sign professional bats, football details with a Lithuanian club. The team's coach and GM. Um, and Ball's uh, agent told ESPN that this would take place. As ESPN reported on the seriousness of talks between the Ball brothers and the European team this afternoon, the two sides finalized the agreement bonus, the agreement hours later. So now they're going to go halfway across the world to play ball. Yeah. And who knows, if, and who knows when they'll ever return. To the states, that is. But um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. You know, any any time uh, soon. Up, oh, it's twenty-seven twenty now, with fifty seconds to go. Hmm. Two words on that one, folks. Onside kick coming up. Yeah, that was. I saw the onside kick, and it was a miserable one. It was recovered by the Dolphins anyway. He didn't even travel ten yards. Hmm. Well, you can't have that. Otherwise, it's no good. The Patriots are going down. Yeah, the top teams are are, are going down. Yeah. Yeah, the top teams. And it's official now with Sam as he will now join the Yankees. <laughs> I'm a happy camper. One thing I do want to make clear on that is I think after we didn't get the star pitcher from Japan, I think it was the Yankees' mission to go after Stanton. So they can get more of a power here to add to the lineup. And, uh, well, it worked. This is going to be a very interesting season in the American League. So we'll just have to... So um, I'm going to keep my eye on it this, this season. Yeah, 27-20 with 51 seconds to go. I don't see that happening. All right, so we'll just check now with the others. We'll just check with the others. Um, scores here. All right. As we finish, as we finish, as we finish up on the NBA, on the NBA here, the NBA scores and the scoreboard. Is going to go like this. At the half, 
Raptors are now leading the Clippers 53-51. to And in the third quarter, just starting, the Warriors have now taken control over the Blazers now 60-47. to Well, I knew that wasn't going to take long for that. I mean, seriously. All right. Kyle Irving was ruled out for Bulls game because of a quad contusion, which may explain uh, why they got blown out tonight. Makes a lot of sense. Um, the Celtics playing on the second night of a back-to-back on the road will also be without 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 forward Marcus Morris, who was battling left knee soreness. Boston and Boston seems to be um, a little bit injury with. Uh, Written. But this Boston is also said Al was also saying Al Harper is questionable due to a right knee contusion. Harper bumped knees with Anthony Tolliver during Sunday's game, and is now official as the Patriots go down to Miami. I know somebody who's very happy with this right now. Irving had just had one of his quietest scoring nights of the season against the Pistons. Finishing with just 16 points on 4 or 12 shooting. Well, that's not terrible. Irving came out of the game earlier than usual in the first quarter and was spotted removing his left shoe and stretching on his right leg during a timeout. Irving did not reference any ailment after the game as he playfully chastised himself for his shooting woes, saying to himself, Make a damn shot. Hey, don't be so hard on yourself, man. You had a bad night. Well, I would say a bad night, but not your greatest night. This is only the second time Irving has missed a game this season. He sat out a win over the Raptors last month after suffering a fractal a facial fracture in the game in the game before. Irving wore a mask for thirteen straight games before ditching it for Sunday's game, for Sunday's win in Detroit. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, the the bone problem. The Celtics have been cautious with Morris, who will miss his 13th game of the season uh, tonight. Boston had held Morris Morris out when his knee hasn't responded well to game action. Celtics coach Brad Stevens said um, yesterday that Morris will be reevaluated tomorrow when the team is back in Boston. Hallford also bumped knees uh, with Tolliver in the first half and briefly retreated to the locker room. He returned to finish the game, but deemed himself sore after the victory. He said he had to see how his knee responded uh, tonight before determining his game status. Okay, I'll wear that. All right, so why don't we go down to tomorrow's schedule? As Tuesday is usually a busier night. So let's start with the let's start on the ice. That'll do that'll do all the basketball. And Tuesday is usually a busy night in the sports world. For everybody. So we'll check the schedules here starting with the early games. Ah. And it's sure to be well, it's provided we don't get any. By the way, we got some snow on Saturday, and that might have, and that was a cause for also some cancellations. 
as well. All right, so for December 12th, we have these games. The Senators will take on the Sabres at 7. I'll start with the 7 o'clock games first. The Kings will face the Devils. The Maple Leafs will face the Flyers. The Avalanche will travel to Washington to face the Capitals. Oilers will take on the Blue Jackets. 8 o'clock games, the Lightning will face the Blues, and the Flames will take on the Wild. 8.30, the Panthers take on the Blackhawks, and at 10 o'clock, the Hurricanes will take on the Golden Knights of Vegas. Now for your NBA for tomorrow's schedule. Man, it should be a should be a doozy. And it goes like this. Starting with the seven o'clock games. The Hawks will take on the Cavaliers. The Nuggets will face the Pistons. The Lakers will face the Knicks. Hmm, although it does hmm. It has a nice ring to it. Lakers versus Knicks. Even though it's not the um way I like it to be right now. They could do better. Seven thirty. The Wizards will take on the Nets. 8.30, Spurs will take on the Mavericks. At 9.30, Sixers take on the will take on, will take on Minnesota. And at 10 o'clock, the Suns will take on the Kings. Yeah, two teams are named Kings. One is doing well, and the other isn't. Well, I might just say Sixers versus the Timberwolves. All right, so now we'll go to the college level. As Tuesday is going to be a big night, I'm sure. And Tuesday's schedule goes this way, and I'll go by order of time. St. Peter's will take on number 15, Seton Hall, at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. You know, my Pirates, all right. And the 7 o'clock games go else like this. Mississippi State versus Cincinnati at number 25. Columbia takes on Boston College. Catholic takes on Maryland. Local battle, Fordham takes on Rutgers. Southeastern Louisiana takes on University of Central Florida. Green Bay versus Indiana State. Georgia Southern takes on George Mason. Uh, I believe this team is called Point. They'll take on Georgia State. What a name for a school, Point. Mm. Army takes on St. Francis of Brooklyn. In a Jersey battle, Mollis takes on Princeton. Yale takes on Iona. Hofstra versus Stony Brook. Coppin State versus UMBC. NGIT versus Colgate. Cal Poly takes on Anthony Cookman. 7.30, Louisiana takes on Louisiana Tech. 8 o'clock, San Diego versus Colorado. 8.30, uh, wait, 8 o'clock, Valley City State takes on North Dakota State. Also, at 8 o'clock, is North Dakota versus South Dakota State. And Murray State takes on Murray State takes on St. Louis. Grambling versus Monroe. Tennessee State versus Alabama State. Fisk takes on Alcorn State. 9 o'clock game, Michigan versus Texas. I'll on that one. Oh, Albany yeah. versus Memphis. Eastern Washington versus Wyoming. That's a, that's a 9 o'clock. As well as Michigan, Texas, and 
Albany and Memphis. Eastern New Mexico versus New Mexico State. And Jacksonville State takes on Oregon State at 10. Hmm. Even light for a Tuesday. Hmm. All right. Now, I'll just wait until the holiday tournaments start coming, then we'll get some more action. All right, so uh, that concludes uh, my night for the evening, and my notes, that is, so I'll turn back over to you. All right, that's going to do it for Episode 386 of the Michigan Sports Truth Pulse Game Edition on Talk Show. We'll be back tomorrow night at 11 p.m. for Episode 387. For Lewis and I'm Taylor Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips, and like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. GTFN, ta-ta for now, bon appetit. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.